Don't mind the noise. The bumper's under construction right now. Sometimes life gets crazy. You don't know where to turn. Sometimes when you realize that, oh my god, I'm the only adult here. What am I going to do? Because sometimes adulting ain't easy. But we're here to help. Check us out every other Wednesday on the Journey into Comics Network. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. From the suburbs of Chicago and Illinois, this is The Poor Report with your host, Andrew Poor. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Poor Report. This is episode 45, the same number of episodes that we've had presidents of the United States so far, which is convenient because we're about to celebrate our Independence Day tomorrow. So thank you guys for checking in, and you might notice that also I'm back. I want to give a special shout out to the Podfather himself, Nate, for helping me out last week. It was a very interesting week last week to say the least, and I'll definitely go into that more on my other show that I do with my fiance Liz, which is Adulting Ain't Easy, because last week was definitely a big thing proving that adulting ain't easy and it's tough and it's difficult and I am sore and scarred and cut up and but it was productive and I'll definitely go into more of that so if you want to hear more about why I'm that way definitely want to check out adulting ain't easy every other Wednesday opposite foodies watching movies so definitely check that out but I'm back which is great and for those of you who tuned in last week and didn't hear my voice period Nate he did a great job he actually did this political quiz that I'm going to take right now because Nate and I have similar political views but there's some stuff that we differ on so and I haven't taken the quiz I just listened to Nate's answers and since you guys listened last week I'm not going to go into a ton of detail beforehand I'm just going to kind of run through the questions pretty quick so we don't spend a half hour or more on it but it's still six pages and we'll kind of see what it tells me so Let's just jump right in. So, if economic globalization is inevitable, it should primarily serve humanity rather than the interest of transnational corporations. I agree. Maybe not strongly agree, but I agree. It definitely should remain because corporations, though, are an important part. You definitely want to make sure the whole point of this is for us to survive. So, we want to keep that. Um, I'd always support my country whether it was right or wrong. Strongly disagree. I'm very much pro-America, it's a great country to be a part of, but there's some stuff that we do as a country that's questionable, especially in the eyes of other countries, so I can disagree, but I, I'll i support you guys, but there's things I'm like, I, I don't support that specific part. As a whole, yes, but as certain things, just like, eh, no. Uh, no one chooses his or her country of birth, so it's foolish to be proud of it. It's that's kind of a it's a tough question. Yes, you don't you don't choose where you're born. You just that's where you're born. And there's people that are born in foreign countries that are still US citizens because they were military kids who were on base with their parents and they have dual citizenship between like whatever that country is in the United States because they're born on a military base which is US soil on foreign soil, so But you can still I guess you can still be proud of it. So I'm gonna I'm going to disagree with that. Not strongly, but I'm going to disagree. Um, our race has many superior qualities compared with other races. And this is a weird question because, I don't know, our race, well, whose race? Our race? Our, 
saying is since I'm white, the white race is superior. If someone who was black or Asian or whatever was taking this quiz, would they say that? I, I don't think anyone has. There are certain, yeah, definitely, strongly disagree. The enemy of my enemy of my the enemy of my enemy is my friend. In certain cases, yes, but in most cases, no. So I'm gonna disagree. Uh, military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. I may not agree with it. I may not agree with the certain cases, but I think sometimes it is justified. If it was always, I probably would disagree. But since it's sometimes, I will agree. Uh, there is now a worrying fusion of information and entertainment. I will strongly agree with that. There's definitely become a very much a gray area in terms of when it's yeah entertainment information. It's definitely we're getting close across. I'm definitely strongly agree for that. Uh, people are ultimately divided more by class than by nationality. I will strongly agree with that. I think Nate had a similar response. Controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment. I think both need to be controlled, but I definitely think inflation get out of hand just as well. So I, I definitely am... I'm going to agree, but I think controlling unemployment is also very important. Um, because corporations cannot be trusted to voluntarily protect the environment, they require regulation. I will strongly agree with that. I think there's a lot of gray area and there's certain things they can say or do. And I remember there was a whole thing about whenever they're going through a, trying to make everything more green and people had a certain allotment of emissions, but then other corporations could sell their ones they weren't using to other corporations. So there's a total they were under the emission standards, but some companies were polluting or putting more um, negative stuff into the environment to make it for the ones that were doing good. So I will say strongly agree with that. From each according to his ability to each according to his need is a fundamentally a good idea. From each according to his ability to each according to his need. Um, I'm going to disagree with that. I'm still not quite sure, but that just doesn't sound right to me. Um, it's a side reflection on our society that sometimes that something as basic as drinking water is now a bottled branded consumer product. I will agree with that. Um, I grew up on tap water. I drink bottled water on occasion. I know at work I have one of those um, BPA bottles that I fill up with one of those water purifiers. I definitely feel like I drink water more often when it's from a plastic bottle or more frequently than it's from a glass. But I'm, I do, it's, yeah, I think it's crazy the amount of brands and the cost. Like you should have to pay $6 for a bottle of water. That just seems preposterous. Uh, land shouldn't be a commodity to be bought and sold. I disagree with that. I think if you work hard, you should be able to buy a piece of land and call your own. Some that you can plant roots and I just did that. I'm Well, technically the bank owns it and I have in 30 years I'll own it. But still, it's nice to be able to put a stamp on a place that's your land that you own, that's yours to do with. I think giving everyone a piece of land, though it seems great in theory, I feel like you shouldn't get something for nothing. I feel like you should work hard and get what you put into it. Um, it is regrettable that many personal fortunes are made by people who simply manipulate money and contribute nothing to their society. I think it is regrettable. 
Um, I think people should contribute to society as a whole. Um, production of sometimes necessary in trade. I will agree with that. Um, we got to look out. I think free trade... If everything was traded at a free and fair price, same amount of stuff going out, swinging. I know we're in the middle of this whole trade war right now, and that's really affecting the stock market, but I think you got to make sure you're getting as much as you're giving, and it all works out that way. The only social responsibility of a company should be to deliver a profit to its shareholders. I strongly disagree with that. I think it's the duty of a company should be to deliver a quality of product or a service to meet a specific need. Profit is good. It helps the company expand and grow, but I don't think their duty is solely to Chero. So I think I'm going to go disagree on that. I'm not strongly opposed to it because for a company to grow and it needs to have profit, but it should be primarily focused on providing a quality product. They shouldn't be giving the bare minimum to give the maximized profit to their shareholders. Uh, the rich are too highly taxed. I will disagree with that. I think it should be I think it should be balanced and broken down. Obviously, if you're making like you couldn't tax every if you tax everyone a, a flat fee, the yes, people who make less are getting taxed to a smaller amount. But I don't necessarily think that rich should be taxed more than everyone else, but I think everyone should at least be taxed the same. Because if you're taxed 10% for every income level, obviously if you make more money, you're going to be taxed. A lot more money is coming out as opposed to someone who's making next to no money or a smaller amount. So I'm going to disagree with that. Uh, Those with the ability to pay should have access to higher standards of medical care. I will agree with that. I think... If you want, I think everyone should have access to the healthcare they need, but if you want something top the line, I think if you're willing to pay for it, that should be afforded you. Not, everyone shouldn't get the exact same level of care. If you want to pay more for it, that's your business, but I think there should definitely be a balance of, like, it's like someone's like, everyone gets... Like, it's, look at this, like, you're looking at, if everyone, everyone gets a car. Everyone gets a 1997 Toyota Corolla. But if you want, you can pay X amount of dollars and get, I don't know, a 2004 Grand Am or something. You can, if you want to pay a little extra money to get something newer or different, that should be afforded to you. If you have the money, I think everyone should get something, but not everyone should get the platinum elite, whatever. If someone wants to pay forty thousand dollars for this cold laser experimental therapy to cure something or other, that you're right. If you want to pay, go for it. Um, government should penalize businesses that mislead the public. I will agree. I think there should be penalties. I know if anyone's ever seen the movie The Big Short when the whole housing bubble crash and everything like that, there was a lot of people doing shady business things that gave the illusion of of selling, but once people couldn't pay this stuff back, then it all collapsed. So I think there should be penalties for that kind of work. Uh, a genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies. Uh, 
I would agree with that. I think monopolies can be risky because obviously if you if someone has all of one thing that you need, they can sell it forever they price that. We've seen this with a lot uh we've seen this with like EpiPens, for example. They can jack up the price because people just can't go without an EpiPen or a similar product. They have to pay whatever that is. We've seen that and I think if we take that same principle to other products, I think have a monopoly. Or it's like, if there was only ever... Like, I know this issue, they do all these antitrust, or, uh... Not like we saw it with the Time Warner, um, AT&T deal, or saw it... We're seeing it now with the Disney-Fox deal. Creating too much of one. Like, they... The whole Disney-Fox thing, which Nate and Chris talked about yesterday, was how... They couldn't take the sports because that would give them ESPN and Fox Sports. So it was tricky that it's too much of one thing. That's too much control in that market. Then they could charge ridiculous broadcasting rights and all of that. And that would just create so much chaos. So I think there needs to be restrictions to create from people creating monopolies. The freer the market, the freer the people. I'm going to disagree with that. I... Free markets are just tricky, in my opinion. Um, abortions when the lemons when the woman's life is not threatened should always be illegal. This is, I, I disagree. I don't think an ab- abortion should be illegal. I think abortion shouldn't be. Just personal opinion. I'm. I have no saying the matter I'm a man I have no control over what a woman does with her body and I don't think any man should personal views are abortion shouldn't be a first option there are other options up to that point that you can take I don't think abortion should be a first line of defense for a person I don't it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go full term if that's some there's definitely a lot of cases where an abortion might be the only way out but I definitely don't think it should be illegal. Uh, all authorities should be questioned. Yes, I definitely agree with that. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I'm going to disagree with that. Sometimes you just have to be the bigger person. Uh, taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theaters or museums that cannot survive on a commercial basis. I'm going to disagree with this. Um... It's the same reason my view is that the whole STEM in schools, how people are focusing on not really focused on teaching the arts. I think art is important, and I think it should be taught. And, and I think if you let museums and theaters and stuff crumble because they're not able to support themselves, I definitely think there should be tax money going to the arts just to keep that part of our lives. Because I think without art, life is is kind of sad. Without what we see. And museums showcase our history. To know us where we've been, what we've been through. And people who forget their history are doomed to repeat it. So I definitely think we need to keep museums around. Um, schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. I think kids need to attend school. I know everyone learns in a different way. But I think... School is not just about learning. It's definitely about social skills and 
learning how to exist in a community separate from your parents and those close to you and kind of expanding your world. So I definitely think a tenant should be, they should, maybe I'm reading the question, but they definitely should be made to go to school. Um, all people have their rights, but it's better for all of us that different sorts of people should keep to their own kind. I'm going to strongly disagree with that. That just, I just strongly disagree with that. Uh, good parents sometimes have to spank their children. Spanking tree because there's, I mean, I think every, I think everyone in my generation, they used to be, like our parents' generation got swatted at school with rulers or paddles and all that. I think, I think when you stop, I, don't, I think there's a fine line because you can get borderline some parents and some other people can get, it can get abusive. But I think when you coddle your kids, you can create kids that don't respect authority. And I think sometimes if you instill that either through spanking or through other means, you create more well-rounded citizens as they get older. I mean... You shouldn't be afraid of your parents, like that they're gonna hit you if you do something wrong. But I think parents shouldn't be floor mat or yeah, shouldn't be floor mats to be walked all over either. So I think sometimes you have even a good parent has to spank their child. Uh, it is natural for children to keep some secrets from their parents. I will agree with that. I mean, sometimes it's just something as simple as saying, "No, I didn't. I didn't throw the ball in the house." Or kids, I don't know how to process doing something wrong and having to admit to it. So I think sometimes they just keep those secrets and that's just, I think it's a natural process. Obsessing marijuana for personal use should not be a criminal offense. I agree. It should not be a criminal offense. It is still legal in most States. So if you're, I think it should be legalized, but I think while it's still illegal and if you get caught with it, you should get, penalized in some way because it is an illegal substance regardless of your viewpoint on it and the fact that it's legal in a lot of states i still think you should obey all laws so i definitely disagree that it is an illegal substance i think it should be legalized but i think you should just respect the law even if you disagree with it the prime function of schooling should be to equip the future generation to find jobs i'm gonna I'm going to agree with this because societies need jobs. It shouldn't, it's, it's not the prime function. Well, it is, it is. I think you need to learn how to exist in better because like, obviously you can't just sit on your ass and do nothing for your whole life and then expect society to move forward. You need to go to school, learn something, find something you're interested in pursuing with your life and figure out how to, use that to find a career and a life for you to prosper both financially and in life to bring your whole life forward. My dog lost his ball on the couch and is having a fit trying to get to it. Sorry about that. People with serious inheritable disabilities should not be allowed to reproduce. I disagree with that. I think two consenting adults can have a kid. I think regardless of an inheritable disability should not deter someone from that. They just have to not, they just have to be prepared going into it. They can't pretend like nothing's going to happen and then complain and 
ask for a citizen, do all that. Like, you should know what you're getting into when you do that, but I definitely think they should be allowed to do what they want. Uh, the most important thing for children to learn is to accept discipline. The most important thing? I think it is a part. They need to learn learn how the world works, but I think it shouldn't be the most important thing. So I'm going to disagree that it's not the most important thing, but it is one of the important things. There are no savage and civilized peoples. There are only different cultures. I will agree with that. There are definitely... To us, some other cultures could seem savage, but to those same cultures, we could seem savage by comparison. It's all about your perspective on the situation. Uh, those who are able to work and refuse the opportunity should not expect society's support. I strongly agree with this. If you can work and you're choosing not to and just collecting a government check or government handout to survive, that's ridiculous. I think going on unemployment for years and years when there's always... I always see now... You'll see people panhandling on the side of the road who look pretty able-bodied, in my opinion. And then you see a now-hiring sign directly behind them. I think it's ridiculous. Yes, it might not give you the amount. And I think it's ridiculous that sometimes an unemployment check will give you more money than you would make in a minimum wage job, so you don't want to take that minimum wage job because you're going to be making less. So I think think unemployment should pay you either what you're making in your previous job for whatever the time period. I think you should have unemployment, but I think it should definitely be a time-sensitive matter. I know you have to have have record of you searching for jobs, but I think after a year or maybe six months or something, there should be an intermediary that's like a, almost like a parole officer that's helping you check in to make sure you're actively pursuing, following up with people you're interviewing with to make sure you're not blowing interviews on purpose to keep collecting that unemployment check. So yeah, I definitely think if you're able and refuse opportunities, that's you're, you're digging your own hole there. When you're troubled, it's better not to think about it, but to keep busy with more cheerful things. I agree with that. Sometimes you have to get out of your own head to kind of keep moving forward. Uh, First-generation immigrants can never be fully integrated within their new country. I'm going to disagree with that because America was founded... Well, not founded. America as we know it now was founded by immigrants. Everyone here... Well, everyone in, the, in this country now was at one point in their background a first-generation immigrant to the United States. So, unless you were Native American, you were an immigrant here at one point in time. So I think it's very possible you become fully integrated. It might take time. And we saw the whole issue, remember, in like the early 1900s with the Irish need not apply and issues with immigrants from other countries being segregated and but i think it, it just takes time uh what's good for the most successful corporations is always ultimately good for all of us i'm gonna disagree with that i think i think what's i think it has it's not a always or i think always is never a good option to begin with uh, no broadcasting institution, however independent its content, should receive public funding. I think there's a line. I know we saw that like the public broadcasting station or PBS and some of those are funded through the U.S. government, through 
like the National Endowment for the Arts and other things like that. I think I think there should be some public funding, so I will agree with that. Uh, four of six. Our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. I'll disagree with that. I don't think our civil liberties are being curbed excessively. Uh, a significant advantage of a one-party state is that it avoids all the arguments that delay progress in a democratic political system. I remember at one point in time the country, it's always been more than one party. And at one point, it was the case for a president and a vice president to be from two different parties. That it was the person with the most votes became president, the person with the second most votes became vice president, and they just had to work things out. I think a one-party system creates a problem, because there's only one side, there's only one issue, there's only one point. I think there needs to be a counterbalance. There needs to be a yin-yang to the situations. You need to have... A, to have a democratic process, you need a two-party system. There needs to be an ebb and a flow to this process. One party in power for too long can create a whole different society. There needs to be... It's the same reason where there's never really been a time where after two terms of one party, it usually flips, regardless of the candidate. We've seen it with the most recent election. We've seen it with elections of the past. Trump fell after Obama, Obama fell after Bush, Bush fell after Clinton, it's just how this thing works. There's been some outliers, obviously, it's not a perfect system, two terms switch, but I think there definitely needs to be a two-party system. So I strongly disagree with that. Although the electronic age makes official surveillance easier, only wrongdoers need to be worried. I'm going to disagree with that. I think if you've seen the movie The Circle, which I know I'm going into a lot of movies in this stuff, because The Circle, I read the book first. It's about the accessibility of information and being able to see a camera on your person. And I know we've seen it with body cameras and people catching this. And I think everyone should work because there's no longer secret. I mean... People still put little pieces of paper over their webcam so people don't... They think people are going to be spying on them through there. I think... Yes, in the electronic age, I think you need to be careful because things can be hacked. Cameras can be turned on. People can hack your Wi-Fi and see everything that you're doing through all your devices. It's just... I think... even Being not just a wrongdoer, you should be worried all the time. Uh, the death penalty should be an option for the most serious crimes... Yes. I think there's some things that say rotting away in prison, dealing just with your thoughts. But prisons are not as bad as I think they once were. I know some of those max security ones are still pretty bad, but some of those regular run-of-the-mill prisons, it's... Besides the metal bars, I mean, you have access to TV, books, computer in some cases, access to the outside to play sports, to do this, like, I think it's not as bad, so I think the death penalty assembly should still be an option. Uh, in a civilized society, one must always have people above to be obeyed and people below to be commanded. I don't think it's an always situation, but I think there's, whether you plan one or not, 
a natural hierarchy will fall into place in any society. I think people are some people are always destined to be leaders or followers. Some people rise to the occasion and fall out and fall out of one group or into the other. I mean, I'm going to go with a weird example here, but if you look at The Walking Dead, those systems all set up and there's always someone has to be in charge, someone has to make decisions because you have everyone thinking they're in charge, you know, with chaos. So I think a civility there has to be people above and people below. There has to be leaders and followers, and that's just how it should work. So I'm going to strongly agree with that. Uh, abstract art that doesn't represent anything shouldn't be considered art at all. I'm going to strongly disagree with that. I think Nate's is something along the same lines, but what may seem abstract or pointless to you could mean everything to someone else. The same thing with music. Like, I remember, I think someone, I think Sarah posted something about um, authentic music. And I think authentic music is also one of those kind of things like beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Like, there's always, I mean, there could be rare cases where some of the most current pop song could mean the world to one person because it reflects a memory or that song was playing in an instance of their life that they always look back to and that song's always going to have significance to them. And it's always going to be something they associate with that. And I think, I think abstract though, it might, someone might look at it and just see shapes or colors or dots or whatever. Someone else could see a vision or a feeling of something that means much more than this piece represented. Even the artist couldn't have seen what this person on the end sees. In criminal justice, punishment should be more important than rehabilitation. I think I, I disagree with that. I think that rehabilitation should always be an option. I think there's definitely some cases, and we've seen them, where rehabilitation really isn't an option, that some people are beyond redemption or rehabilitation. And which kind of ties into this next question. Is it a waste of time to try and rehabilitate some criminals? I strongly agree with that. I think there's some cases, very few cases, where I think some people are beyond rehabilitation. Uh, the business person and the manufacturer are more important than the writers and the artists. I'm going to disagree with that. Like I said before, art, the arts are very important. They don't have as much of a direct correlation on the, f the working structure of the world in terms of society moving forward and prospering. But it definitely needs to be the backbone because... The arts are very much important in this world. Mothers may have careers, but their first duty is to be a homemaker. I strongly disagree with that. I think there's no less. I know people where the father is the homemaker and the mother has the career. I think mothers being homemakers primarily is an outdated household structure that. I don't think, and a lot of people, it's a two, it's a two parent income household that both parents work and they have, but I, they kind of split the duties to keep the home in check. I think it's beyond the days when the husband went to work and the wife stayed home and took care of the kids and the house and cooked the meals and all that. I think that's, it's not the fifties and sixties and seventies anymore. It's times have changed. And I think mothers can have careers. No problem. 
multinational companies are unethically exploiting the plant genetic resources of developing countries. I will agree. I think they're looking for the ease and convenience. So I definitely think they are exploiting areas that don't get a lot of traffic and don't get seen as much. Uh, making peace with the establishment is an important aspect of maturity. I know that people might disagree with this, but I, I agree. I think sometimes you have to, f- you have to find balance. I'm a very non-confrontational person. So sometimes you just have to kind of bite the bullet, so to speak, and to kind of keep things going forward. And some people just, you can't always be fighting against something. Um, astrology accurately explains many things. Strongly disagree. Astrology to me is nothing. One time I really look at astrology or any of those kind of things, I might as well be looking at a fortune cookie. Uh, you cannot be moral without being religious. I strongly disagree with this. You can definitely be moral without being religious. I'm I'm a semi-religious person. I go to church occasionally. I'm not a every Sunday type person. I was at one point in time. But I think whatever gives you a sense of being a moral, upstanding citizen, whether it's religion, whether it's discipline, whether it's respect for your elders, whatever whatever fixes your moral barometer is fine. But I don't think it necessarily has to be tied to religion. I think religion is great for setting that foundation when you're young. And sometimes people find it and that it provides comfort. Um, so yeah, I definitely strongly disagree with that. Charity is better than social security as a means of helping the generally disadvantaged. I don't know if they mean social security is in like social security, like stuff you pay into and get out when you retire. Um, charity is tricky. I think charity is important. Um, charities help for that, but I think providing on strictly charity is can also be kind of a double-edged sword. So I'm going to disagree with this. Um, some people are naturally unlucky. I th- definitely agree. I think that's a case. Some people just have bad luck. I mean, everyone goes through bits in their time, and some people have it more often than others. I don't think... Yeah, sometimes it's just uncontrollable. Um, it's important that my child's school instills religious values. I strongly disagree with this. Um, religion shouldn't be in school, in my opinion. I think for religious education or if you want to broaden your religious values there's other times outside of school in that I think you shouldn't be school shouldn't be pushing religious doctrine on kids it should there's there's always other places where that's available to you I don't think you should it's an important thing that they should be focusing on oh last page um Sex outside of marriage, sex outside marriage is usually immoral. In the eyes of religion, yes. Um, outside of religion, I don't think it's immoral. I know there's people who save themselves from marriage until they find that person. So it's it's kind of a personal view. I think it shouldn't be. It shouldn't really even be on this quiz, in my opinion. So I'm going to disagree with that. Uh, a same-sex couple in a stable love relationship should not be excluded from the possibility of child adoption. I strongly agree with that. I think 
a same-sex couple, an individual person, if they're in a stable position and they want to have a child, you don't need a spouse. You don't need a spouse of the opposite sex. So yeah, I definitely, I agree. They should, everyone should have the opportunity. Um, pornography depicting consenting adults should be legal for the adult population. I agree. Um, I know pornography is a tricky thing, especially when you look at the religious aspect of it, but I don't think, I think it's, it's can be legal. That's fine. Uh, what goes on in a private bedroom between consenting adults is no business of the state. Strongly agree. I think... We do in your own house, in your private time, it's fine. Um, no one can feel naturally homosexual. I strongly disagree with that. I think yeah, there are, there are homosexuals. I don't think it's unnatural. I think it's just how some people are. Um, these days, openness about sex has gone too far. I disagree. I think there's. I think people can be as open or closed about sex and orientation all that as much as they want so let's see where i stand i am oh i think nate already explained this so i'm just gonna kind of go down to where i fall um does it tell me mine am i at the bottom okay so my political compass is my economic left to right is negative 2.88, and my social libertarian authoritarianism is negative 3.59. So I think I'm pretty close to where Nate was. I know on other quizzes I've taken, I'm usually a left-leaning centrist. So I think I'm a little more... I think this quiz may be a little more libertarian than I probably am, I think, based on some of the questions. I feel like sometimes the disagree, strongly disagree, agree, strongly agree may have too much sway here. I definitely agree with the little bit... I'm definitely a little bit left. I don't think I'm... I think I'm more centered between the two. Between libertarian and authoritarian. So, I may not agree with this 100%, but that kind of gives you where I fall. So, I'm kind of... I'm slightly left, and I'm slightly libertarian of center. But I'm pretty kind of in between. I definitely... Between my political views, my religious views, and all that, I'm kind of smacked up in the middle. Because I think there's definitely... I don't think any one way... The left isn't 100% right, the right is 100% right, the libertarians aren't 100% right, and authoritarians aren't 100% right. I'm kind of, I kind of take a little bit from each of them in terms of things that I agree and disagree with. So, yeah, so that's where I fall. And I, oh, almost talked a whole 40 minutes on that. I apologize, that's just something that happens. So I will kind of run through a couple of the articles I wanted to talk about today. Um, beyond this quiz, and one of it, I don't think it's been touched on with the, um, with who's watching movies. I talked about it. I don't think Nate's talked about it on JIC, unless I've missed it. I've been a little out of the bubble this past week, but I don't think it came up on last Monday's or this Monday's show. So, uh, one thing involved Movie Pass and AMC. So AMC rolled out uh, about a week ago the AMC A list, which is. Kind of their mo version of Movie Pass. It's not as broad as Movie Pass. Where Movie Pass give you, you could see any movie, one time, any day of the week. You can only see that movie once, but you could see any different movie a day for nine ninety five a month. Then AMC rolled out AMC A list, which is 
Oh, and on MoviePass, you're limited to standard screens. You couldn't see Dolby screen, or you couldn't see an IMAX. See, standard screening, one movie only. Like, one of each movie, one any one day. Any theater that supports it. So AMC rolled out their own version, which is a plan that involved... It's, I think, nineteen ninety five a month. You can see three movies a week. They can be the same three movies that week. You can see... So, like, when Infinity War came out, this was around. You can see an Infinity War twice in one day and once the next day that week, and that's fine. You can see it in IMAX, all three showings. That's fine. You can't see... You and a person can't use two of those three in that week, which I think sucks. I think if you could do that, I probably would sign up because the ability to get two movies at once would be great for me personally. Because when you go see a movie with like your partner or with a friend, you don't want to have to go through the whole process on your end and then do the same thing. So, But I'm a big AMC fan. I have a couple AMC theaters really close by, and I kind of prefer their theaters, their setup. It, I just, it's worked out. I've gone to... The AMC in my hometown, which used to be like, I think at Carasota's a long time ago. I That was my theater growing up. And then I did, what did I do? I did, uh, I, did, I forget what I saw when I was in college, but then it's been AMC since I was back home and AMC since I've been out on my own. And I don't see a reason to stop it. They haven't really steered me wrong yet. So their plan is tempting. It's a little bit more money, but you don't have to do the whole thing of going to the theater and checking in, and then buying your ticket, and then taking a picture of your ticket, setting up it. Because it's a lot of loopholes so you don't abuse Movie Pass. Um, so here's an article I found from Forbes, which is Jim's teach us why AMC A list will succeed while Movie Pass fails. So Movie Pass has built a money losing business on monthly memberships for unlimited movies. Now AMC Theaters is coming out with their own entry in the business model A list, which costs nineteen ninety nine per month for three movies a week. These movie membership plans have much in common with gym memberships, but also some important differences. A closer look reveals that MoviePass looks unsustainable while AMC can probably make their membership plan work. Gyms that rely on monthly memberships build their business model on the knowledge that a large number of people will sign up, many of them right around New Year's Day, and then rarely cross the doorway to the gym. In fact, some estimates suggest that two-thirds of gym members never use the gym to which they belong. That lets them keep the average cost lower because they don't need to stock the gym based on their actual playing, paying membership. Instead, they can size their facilities to the ones that actually show up. MoviePass has one membership plan that allows you to watch a movie a day for $9.95, plus a l- more limited option of three movies a month for $7.95. However, unlike gyms, MoviePass has to pay when a member uses their membership. A gym is just crowded if more members than expected to get dedicated. In contrast, movie has to pay full ticket costs for every movie their members go to see. So higher usage is much more expensive to movie pass than to a gym. The difference is not a trivial one. Thanks to these costs, movie pass is losing forty million dollars a month, and those losses are expected to increase. Unless movie pass can find a new revenue stream, somehow monetizing the data from its members at an increasingly high rate, it seemed doomed. AMC Theater's new membership plan, A List, has a business plan that differs in several important ways from movie pass. First, AMC is charging $19.95 per month for a maximum of three movies per week. Second, the marginal cost of those members showing up very is very low since AMC is already showing the movies, and AMC doesn't have to pay for the tickets, just make a seat available if one is still open. Thus, usage only really costs them money when members go to new blockbuster movies that are filling the theater. It's rare that th- three such movies are playing at once, so many members will be utilizing seats that otherwise would be empty a good share of the time. 
In economics parlance, the marginal cost of giving tickets to AMC A-list members is very low. Most importantly, movie theaters don't actually make money off movie ticket sales. Their business models roughly break even on the movies and earn all their profit from the concessions. With AMC's new membership plan, its usage goes up, so do concession sales. In fact, behavioral economics suggests that such customers will spend more on concessions because they will feel as if the movie tickets were free. Thus, AMC will make money with people to join their membership plan whether they show up and when they don't. MoviePass doesn't capture any revenue from concession sales, so they miss that whole revenue stream. These differences suggest that while MoviePass is a business plan that seems to make no sense, AMC Theaters appears to have a model that can easily succeed. Their plan is much closer to the gym membership model, except they can likely make money even when their members use the membership. Studying the economics suggests MoviePass is simply transferring money from venture capitalists to movie theater owners, but the AMC theaters have found a winning new business model for the entertainment industry. And this actually makes a lot of good points. I've actually been contemplating getting rid of my MoviePass and going to the AMC A-list. It seems convenient I can do all of it through the app, which I usually use normally. If I still, if I want to buy tickets for a movie, I can do it in advance with A-list. I can get one ticket from my A-list and one ticket regular for two people. So I end up only really paying for one ticket day of. And I can still get both tickets picked up at the same time. I don't have to actually go to the theater ahead of the time for the movie to get my ticket. It covers, the I think, the normal AMC premiere. And how often are you really going to see three movies, more than three movies a week? And the ability to not be restricted on the screen if it's only playing in surround or the the Big D theater or the IMAX screen it doesn't stop you. So I think that's pretty cool. But I think that's really what I talk about from the whole movie side of things. Go to some other fun news, which is involves Anthony Kennedy. And this is an opinion article from the Daily Beast. It says, Anthony Kennedy, you're a total disgrace to America. No one expected Kennedy to allow Donald Trump to pick his successor, but he has. And it should and it should forever taint his legacy as a jurist. It's been a few days now, but the shock of Anthony Kennedy's retirement announcement has abated a bit. This is partially because of the ghastly coming ramifications, more on which later. But it's also because I honestly didn't think Kennedy would allow Donald Trump to name his successor. I thought he had a few... Had more respect to the United States of America than to allow this corrupt gangster, who's almost certainly never read a Supreme Court opinion in his life, to name his successor. Yes, Kennedy is a conservative, so to that extent it makes sense that he'd want a Republican president to make the call. Maybe it's just that simple, but whatever his motivation, Kennedy has altered and destroyed his legacy. Let me put it this way. If I owned a restaurant and he walked in, I'd serve him dinner. But if the other diners mocked and shamed him, I wouldn't exactly cry. Until last week, Kennedy's legacy was going to be that of a basically conservative but sometimes interesting jurist. He was awful on money and politics. Awful. If you've, ever, if you've never read Jeffrey Tubin's Important New Yorker pieces from 2012, a TikTok on the inside baseball of how the court decided Citizens United, do so. Tubin shows that it was Kennedy who pushed behind the scenes to move the opinion as far to the right as a majority would accept. When his new court had struck down any and all limits on campaign donations as it almost surely will, this country becomes an open oligarchy, we'll have Kennedy to thank. And yet, he helped advance human and civil rights in this country by voting to legalize same-sex marriage. Obergefell versus Hodges was a landmark case that was going to live in history alongside Brown versus Board of Education, a triumphant moment when we as a nation rose above past prejudices, prejudices that will look ridiculous and embarrassing 100 years from now. Now I wrote... 
Notice I wrote was going to, because now assuming Trump and the Republicans get their justice, it's only a matter of time before uh, Obergefell is overturned. Look at this map. Most of the countries of the Western Hemisphere have federal laws legalizing same-sex marriage. Canada, Mexico, Argentina, Argentina, Brazil, Colombia. Someday the United States will no longer be among them. Kennedy was also a swing vote, of course, on abortion rights, siding with the liberals and keeping Roe versus Wade law of the land. On Sunday, Maine GOP Senator Susan Collins said seemingly pretty definitely that she'd oppose a nominee who'd overturn Roe. But all that probably means is that the nominee will lie about it at his or her hearing. Every conservative since Antonin Scalia had sat up there and dispensed obviously insincere tripe about respect for precedent, a history Paul Waldman recounted recently in the Washington Post. So Collins, reassured by the nominee that she, he, will keep an open mind and respect precedents, will cave as she always does. So this is what Kennedy has done. He has knowingly destroyed that part of his legacy, which was in fact his entire legacy, because they were the only interesting and brave things he ever did, and now these precedents will be overturned. Now Kennedy's legacy is the destruction of Kennedy's legacy. But that's not even the worst part. The worst part is that by retiring in the middle of the Robert Mueller investigation, Kennedy's letting Trump pick one of his own jurors. He obviously had to know he was doing this, and what are we to do if the Supreme Court holds something in the near future by 5-4 with Kennedy's successor in the majority, but that the president is indeed above the law? It could be that Kennedy would have been part of such a majority anyway, but if Trump's two justices are part of that five, it will taint the court forever, and it will tarnish what remains of our democracy. As the highest court in the land will have ruled that the crookedest president in modern history cannot be called to any kind of legal account. Kennedy had to... had to have contemplated all this as he pondered his resignation because he made a decision that renders him not an independent jurist who takes seriously the constitutional responsibility of the judicial branch to check the executive, but just another partisan hack. And now we learn that on top of everything else, Kennedy may just be corrupt. So his son Justin, if last week's New York Times account is correct, in essence kept Donald Trump in business for the better part of a decade, overseeing $1 billion worth of loans to the Trump Organization via Deutsche Bank where he worked. Justin and the Trump kids are buddies. It seemed Justin and Trump himself are palsy-walsy. This is grotesque. There was once a time in this country, 40 or 50 years ago, when a connection like this might have led an honorable associate justice to recuse himself from every case involving the administration that came before him. Or if not that, at the very least, a justice would have cared enough about appearances that he would have tried to stay on until 2021 to see if the country elected a new president, someone who wasn't arguably saved from bankruptcy and humiliation by his own flesh and blood. But not only did Kennedy not do that, he chose not to risk the possibility of the Democrats winning the Senate this fall and pulling a Mitch and doing to his successor what McConnell did to Merrick Garland. A jurist who cared more about his legacy would have waited, indeed would have hoped that a Democrat took the Senate, perhaps forcing President Trump to put forward a nominee who was more moderate and who would follow Kennedy's own example on abortion rights and gay rights, But no. In other words, Anthony Kennedy went out of his way to make sure that the president, who was elected with fewer votes than his opponent and whom time might reveal to have won the White House by cooperating with a foreign adversary and whose business career was salvaged by none other than Kennedy's own son, gets to name his replacement, a replacement who is all but certain to undo the only good Kennedy himself ever did. What kind of person do you have to be just to defy all of that to yourself, to abet the dissolution of your own legacy? It's like Kulik handing a Bolshevik a pistol, except when the real price here will not be paid by Kennedy, but by the millions of Americans who will lose hard-won rights. May the name Anthony Kennedy live forever in infamy. And this was an opinion piece on the Daily Beast 
by Michael Tomaski of the Daily Beast. I think that's actually a very powerful statement. I know that there's a whole thing that there's, due to the relationship with the son, how it could lead to Kennedy stepping down. So there's a lot going on here. And I'm just going to run a little long. I'm going to drop the stock talk. I wanted to talk about that a little bit because uh, Chris talked about it on uh, JIC and wanting adulting and easy to cover about it. I know nothing about stocks. My 401k is in stocks, but I don't know nothing about it otherwise. So I'm really not going to focus that on this episode. I will talk about some crazy news that I saw. I've been a little detached from the news this week, but I saw this like the second I turned on my TV yesterday. And it is... Nine wounded as man stabbed children at a three-year-old's birthday party. So a man armed with a knife attacked children attending a three-year-old's birthday party in an apartment complex in Idaho on Saturday night, going on a stabbing rampage that wounded nine people, including six children. The man, identified as Timmy Earl Kinner, 30, returned to the complex, the Wiley Street Station Apartments, a day after he was asked to leave the property because of his behavior. William L. Bones, a police chief in Boise, Idaho, said at a news conference on Sunday. Mr. Kinner began attacking the children with a knife around 8.45 p.m. Who was vis- uh, said Chief Bones was visibly emotional as he described a scene of victims scattered across the apartment complex in the street and on the walkway. Among the victims, he said, were the three-year-old who was celebrating her birthday, two four-year-olds, a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a 12-year-old. The three other victims were adults who tried to intervene. Four victims received life-threatening injuries. This was an attack against those who are most vulnerable, our children, Chief Bones said. It's untenable, unconscionable, it's pure evil in my mind. The birthday party, which was complete with cake and decorations, was held outdoors in an area that was accessible to the public. On Sunday, remnants of blue and red balloons could be seen in a grassy area of the complex. The apartments are home to a diverse community, including refugees and families with children. The stabbing victims were from Ethiopia, Iraq, and Syria, the police said. Chief Bones said there was no evidence that the attack was a hate crime. The refugee community... At the complex, reacted with fear and horror, said Julianne Donnelly Zuhl, executive director of the International Rescue Committee in Boise, a humanitarian organization that was working with families who had been affected by the stabbing. It was very violent and very frightening, and there is a whole lot of trauma and hurt right now, she said. Mr. Kinner of Los Angeles was charged with multiple felony counts of battery and injury to a child. Mr. Kinner has not cooperated with the authorities. He has an extensive criminal history spanning multiple states, including a prison sentence in Kentucky. Court records show that Timmy Kerner was born in 1988, has faced multiple charges in Tennessee in recent years, and since 2012 has been convicted of assault, aggravated assault, a weapon offense, and unlawful possession of a controlled substance. He'd been in Idaho a short time, the police said. A resident of the apartment complex allowed Mr. Kenner to stay at her apartment after he said he needed a place to go. But he said that Mr. Kenner was asked to leave on Friday after residents became concerned about his behavior. It was not immediately clear what happened before he was asked to leave. Ms. Kinner left peacefully but returned to the complex on Saturday night for vengeance. Not just one of those that had been with as they were not at the apartment, but any target which was available. The birthday party was just a few doors down from where Mr. Kinner had stayed. The police said Mr. Kinner initially targeted the children before adults tried to intervene. Saad Mahamud, 21, said he was coming home from a shopping mall when he pulled into the apartment complex and saw a woman screaming, carrying a small child who appeared to have been stabbed. He said he put the girl in his car and raced her to the hospital. I was going about 70 miles an hour and running through lights, Mr. Mahamud said. He said his 11-year-old brother had witnessed the stabbing from an apartment window. He saw it all. Just this guy grabbing this little kid and stabbing him with a knife and putting him down on the ground, then hitting another kid with a knife. We haven't had anything involving this amount of victims in a single act in Boise in the history of the department. 
The International Rescue Committee in Boise said in a statement that it was working with local organizations to provide counseling and support to refugees and community members shaken by the attack. The organization helped fund travel for an interpreter and one child's parent to Salt Lake City where the child was flown for medical care. Ms. Zuhl said the organization was also helping some families find a new place to live. A number of families don't want to live in that complex ever again. I completely understand that. By Sunday evening, children were running around through the complex and, pl- and playing. Messages of support have been written in chalk outside. One read, you are valued. Another stand, united we stand. And just to wrap up this week, I think it should end on a happy note, and that is uh, the missing thigh boys, the soccer coach, all have been found alive in a cave complex. If you remember uh, about a little over a week ago, um, a soccer team and their coach went missing in a cave. Uh, they have been found. They're still not out of the cave, but uh, things are looking good. So doctors and food are on their way, but more water needs to be pumped out of the caves before those trapped can be rescued. This is in Bangkok. Twelve boys and their star coach were found alive more than a week after they went missing in a flooded cave complex in Thailand. The boys and their star coach were located nine days after first entering the Tham Lung Nang Non Cave Complex. The governor said rescue teams will send doctors and food to help, but water needs to be pumped out of the caves before those trapped can be rescued. We found them, but the operation isn't over. Video showed the moment rescuers discovered the boys who were huddled together with their coach in the dark. How many of you are there? 13. Yes, 13. Brilliant. Next, officials plan to send divers to stay with the team and medical doctors to monitor their conditions. The next phase involves sending food that can last months while teaching all 13 survivors how to dive. Rescuers also plan to continue pumping water out of the cave. Steve Castagane, a spokesman for the U.S. Embassy in Bangkok, said in a statement that the embassy would continue assisting rescue efforts to bring home the boys and their coach safely. We are following events closely and are thrilled with the latest development in this thigh-led multilateral effort. The boys, ages 11 to 16, and their coach have been stuck in the cave after a soccer game and near constant rain since they had thwarted the search for them. The Navy SEAL divers and the rescue workers from other countries made initial progress through the narrow passageway early Monday after passing through a key chamber on Sunday whose high murky waters had previously blocked their progress. Narong Sok earlier said a passageway that divers made their way through goes upward in some places and downward in others and is extremely narrow, making it difficult for divers with all their gear to fit through. The rescue mission has been hampered late last week after at least three rescues near the efforts of the cave complex appeared to suffer electric shocks. The incident was most probably caused by a jerry-rigged electrical lines that had been fed into the caverns to power lights and pumps. Ambulances quickly arrived and witnesses saw three men being carried to them on stretchers. Police said their injuries were minor and the men were in stable condition. So hopefully this leads to good news and we get all those uh, kids out of the cave okay as well as their coach. And I think that's enough talking. I think I've been going over an hour on this week's episode, or just about an hour. So I want to thank you all for listening to the Poor Report this week. This is 45, just five episodes away from the big 5-0, which is exciting. And this is also kind of a message because this is the last episode I'm recording in my apartment as of this coming weekend, I will be moving officially out of my apartment and into my house, which I spent a lot of time last week fixing up, so it'll be nice and ready. So next week's Pora Pora will be recorded from my new studio office space. So get excited for that. Maybe the acoustics will sound a little different. You maybe won't hear my dog as much or my AC or all that stuff that you get when you're in a one-bedroom apartment. But... As always, thank you for listening. You can check me out on all the social medias at The Poor Report on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all the other shows on our network 
at journeyintocomics.com. For a little bit extra money, you can get exclusive content and early access by going to patreon.com slash journeyintocomics. I know there's uh, exclusive uh, shows coming to that, uh, early access to episodes when they're not recorded, very last minute like mine this week, which I apologize for. And yeah, you can really check us all out there. Um, definitely stay tuned to the other shows that I'm a part of. Uh, Foodies Watching Movies and Adulting It Easy both come out on Wednesdays, just opposite Wednesdays. So definitely listen to, you can hear me on those other shows. And hopefully once all this move and stuff settles down, I will be back in the studio with the other guys for Foodies Watching Movies, which I can't wait for. But that's enough rambling for this week. It's late. I'm tired. That's been the Poor of Four for this week. I am Andrew Poor. Have a great week and keep searching out the news. Don't settle for one news store new sites version of the events definitely get all the sources you can don't settle for anything less thanks guys